Welcome to the Walking with Angels podcast. I'm your host, Amy Taylor. Our heavenly family and the Godhead. They are basically the same thing, but um, I think this will be a different way of looking at the Godhead and thinking about our relationship to them. So generally, the Godhead is God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. So that is what we consider the Godhead. The three um, work together in all of the, as leaders and as um, helpers in us making it to eternal life and back to live with our father in heaven. So that brings us to the family that existed before we came to this earth. So our heavenly family consisted of a father and a mother. So God, the father and God, our mother. Um, she is not spoken about in um, the scriptures, but we know that we have a heavenly mother. Um, it just makes sense. Okay. Um, and I believe and have had the spirit testify to me that I do have a mother in heaven and that she loves me. Okay. So, um, we were born as spirit children to a mother and a father. And, um, we also had brothers and sisters, sweetie. So of those brothers, we know two of their names. We know Jehovah and we know Lucifer. Those two brothers of ours um, were part of a council in heaven that we most likely were aware of or part of and just like families counsel together and make plans together um we had the i don't know if it's a problem but like we as spirit children needed to come to earth and receive bodies we wanted to be like our heavenly father who had a body of flesh and bone and was perfected we wanted that and he said, You're, we can create the plan that will make it so you get a body, but it's not going to be like all of a sudden you'll be like me. You have to go through a process. And I find that very um, applicable to parenting, even in this earthly life, that my children are born to me. And they're beautiful babies. And then they start getting older and they start getting frustrated. They're frustrated with their body and they're frustrated with their mind. And they want things to be a certain way or they want to understand something before they're actually developmentally ready to understand that thing. And so as a family, there was a council and we talked about what we were going to do to create this plan and whether we agreed with the plan and our father in heaven said, okay, I am the father and I understand more than you. 
And in, in my eyes, this is the plan that will work. And um, we need someone to be a savior because if you're going to go down to this earthly life and gain bodies, that's going to put you in a mortal state. And in that mortal state, you're going to make mistakes. And so we need somebody that's going to be a savior for you. That's going to be able to create a perfect sacrifice that will make it so that you can repent and be clean from just becoming a mortal person. And that's part of the progression. Now, it's going to be completely up to you. You're going to have a choice through all of this. You get to choose and you get to make choices that are going to lead you back to me or not. And that's what the danger is in moving forward with this plan. But as it is, we're all here in this lovely family and our father in heaven is a God. He's a perfected person. And he's gone through the processes that have created what he is now. We can't expect to just be pop. All of a sudden we're all gods, right? We have to go through learning processes and we have to learn things and learn who we are, but also learn the eternal laws and principles that are unchanging. And I know it doesn't sound like when we think of God, we think he can do anything or we think he can do nothing. Like everybody's view of what God is capable of is it's structured in our immortal mind. So that makes it imperfect, I guess is the word, and incomplete, which perfect in Greek means complete. So our minds are incapable of creating a complete knowledge of God. We can try and we can look at the principles that we see before us that give us a good idea of who God is. And some of those evidences don't make sense because we're looking at it through the lens of mortality. So there's certain things that don't make sense living here. Why do people get sick? Why do people die? Why are whole countries at war with each other or whole countries um, impoverished? Why are people suffering and in bondage or slavery and why wouldn't a god that is perfect change that and fix it so that those people aren't suffering and in our minds that doesn't make sense because if i could change everything i would make a world of peace right but in a world of peace i wouldn't learn what i needed to learn to become what i need to become So what that looks like in our lives today is we're limited, right? We don't, when we're born into this earth, on this earth, um, we don't come with a knowledge of our heavenly home. And that is hard because we want to remember what was before 
um, and we want to understand better, but for reasons that I am not all completely sure of, um, we had to have a veil put over so that as we go through this life, we get to make choices and decisions that um, are really based on our heart and the condition of it. So our Father in Heaven loves us, and that's why we have prayer, is so that we can speak to Him. Um, our Savior Jesus Christ loves us, and He, in this council in Heaven, said, I will do this part of the Savior. I will be what you need me to be, so that all of my brothers and sisters may be able to return to live with thee. Lucifer, on the other hand, he wanted the plan to go a little bit differently. He wanted the plan to be, you give me all your glory, Father. I want all of your power. And if you give me all of your power, I will make sure every single one of your sons and daughters will make it back to you. And I'll make it so that everybody makes it back. And that might sound like a good plan. Why not? Like, what if we didn't lose any of our brothers and sisters to um, selfishness or hate or oh, just other reasons why people wouldn't want to follow God? Um, why wouldn't that be a great plan? And the reason why that wasn't a great plan was because Lucifer's plan took away your power to choose. In Lucifer's plan, you didn't get to choose what you did. You would come to this earth. You would go through all of the motions of goodness. Like you would have to go to church and you would have to... um make sacrifices and you would have to do all of these things and if you didn't do them then there was no there was no didn't do them you had to do them and so in lucifer's plan there was no freedom of choice there was no ability to for me to say no i don't want to do this right now i'd like to test it out and see what happens when i don't do this thing if i don't do this thing what's going to happen and so in Lucifer's plan, it took away our freedom of choice, but in so doing, it took our, our ability to learn from our experiences and learn from our choosing. So if we didn't have a choice, then there would be no point in coming to earth. We would all return back to our Father in heaven compliant. I guess is the word we'll we will have learned to comply with what we're told to do it wouldn't have been a a choice to say I'm going to do this because I feel in my heart that it's the right thing to do I feel in my heart that it's going to bring me closer to my father in heaven or closer to understanding the sacrifice that my savior made for me those choices wouldn't have been there. We may have learned things here and there, but it wouldn't have been 
by our own choosing. And so I, I don't know how much choice we had before we came to this earth. And that's one of the things that I'll talk about in the plan of salvation. Um, like you've never heard it before uh, section. And, but that we don't know what kind of choice we had before we came to this earth. Did we choose to come in the time period of the world that we did? Did we choose to come to the parents that we did? I don't know. I'm not sure about all of those choices, but I think it was probably a lot more like the council in heaven where we counseled with our father in heaven, that where we would come and what we would do and maybe even our purposes and plans here, they were still a choice. And I think that that is what the Godhead means to me. It's not just, I have a, a father that is God and I have a brother that is God and I there's a Holy Spirit that is God, part of that Godhead. Um, I feel that I have a father in heaven he is my father and he is God. He knows me, he loves me, and he knows everyone and loves them. Jesus Christ, Jehovah, was my brother in heaven and that he also loves me and cares about me like a brother. And that he chose to do some hard things so that all of us would be able to be together again. And what brother wouldn't do that? You know, I think that that is um, one of the things that I feel very blessed about is that I was raised in a family that had love between parents and brothers and sisters that we really care about each other and we really do sacrifice for each other. And in so having that, I understand it changes my understanding of my heavenly family because I can understand why Jesus Christ would do what he did because, sorry, anyway, you get the point. Um, so the Holy Spirit. I haven't talked about the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Ghost is a spirit. He is also our brother. He is also part of the Godhead. And one of the things that it explains in Doctrine and Covenants, which were revelations given to Joseph Smith as he found questions, he would have a question and then he would ask our Father in Heaven and he would receive answers. So one of his questions was about the Godhead and the Holy Spirit and his role. So in that, it said the Holy Ghost is a personage of spirit and that by being a personage of spirit and being a member of the Godhead, his role and his job is to testify of truth, to comfort to guide, to seal, and there, there's more, but I think those are the main ones. And really quickly, I'll just go over some of the things that 
I know about the Holy Ghost. And this is one of those things that there it's really hard to say that it's the same for everyone because I think that each of us are individuals and each of us may feel the influences of the Holy Ghost differently. But this is what I do know. I do know that the Holy Ghost is a person. He is a person. I don't know his real name, but I know that he is a person. He is an individual and he loves and cares about us much like our Father in Heaven and our Savior Jesus Christ. He has sacrificed his ability to receive a physical body until the end so that he can fulfill this role. The Holy Ghost is capable of touching our minds and our hearts in a way that a physical being could not. Because he is spirit, he has special abilities to be able to touch our minds and our hearts, to give us inspiration, to heal, and to bless. So his part of the Godhead is very, very important. He is the messenger that Jesus Christ sends of peace. He's the messenger of inspiration when we need answers that are specific. He has the ability to speak to our minds in a way that a physical being couldn't. So each of you are physical beings listening to my voice. You are physical. You are mortal. You cannot, without some kind of divine gift, um, convey a thought to another person without saying anything. And if you can, I believe that is done through that power of the Holy Ghost, that it is through the Spirit that we can receive unsaid messages that are not verbally or physically conveyed. So um, having the gift of the Holy Ghost is different than just feeling the influence of the Holy Ghost. So anyone can receive the influence of the Holy Ghost. He can inspire our minds. He can touch our hearts. He can do a lot of things. I feel like um, the early reformers were definitely inspired by the Holy Ghost. They were living in a way that created an atmosphere that the Holy Ghost was welcome and could be present. Um, I feel like the great works of literature are also inspiration from the Holy Ghost. Now, so the gift of the Holy Ghost is different. And in it being a connected to a covenant of baptism and um, commitment. So 
we'll talk about that later. But just to be clear that they're they're different um, ways that the the Holy Ghost can speak to us. So um, I hope that that's all clear. I hope that you understand it. And I feel like the most important thing to remember here is that God the Father is our literal father of our spirits. He created us spiritually, and he has created all plant and animal life spiritually. Everything you see around you is a creation of our father in heaven. And Jesus Christ had a part to play in that creation with creating the physical things physical trees and flowers and animals and our physical beings and our physical parents of Adam and Eve. And that starts to go into the plan that was talked about in this council in heaven and why there needed to be a plan. You can't just start building something and not know where it's going. There's a plan and everything has a purpose. But the most important thing in that plan is your ability to choose. Your ability to choose changes everything. Because when you have the ability to choose, you have the ability to come into this life and find knowledge and understanding and light in all of those dark corners of the world. And there is light everywhere. Because we get to decide. We get to decide whether or not we let dar darkness overpower us or we get to decide whether or not we let light come into our world and our lives. And I know that you may know people and have heard stories and have experienced in it in your life when the only logical thing was to accept the darkness and they didn't or you didn't or I didn't A lot of people use the example of Victor Hugo, and it is a good example. He was surrounded by evil people doing evil things, and he still found light. Anyway, so that is why we have the Godhead is to help the plan happen. And because they love us, we are here to be loved. We're here to have an experience that brings us great joy and happiness, but also understanding and suffering and pain so that we can understand the difference between good and evil. And we can understand why we need a God and why we need a Savior and why we need the Holy Spirit 
And I know in my life, as I have come to understand the role of each of these persons, they help me make sense of the hard stuff. They help me see myself Right, there's a lot of pauses in this one. They help me see myself in an eternal way. Not a 100 years way. And that's the difference. They are there to help me and love me through all of these hard things. And... As I come closer to them and as I invite them into my life, I am blessed. I am blessed to be a better person. I am blessed to see my brothers and sisters around me as eternal beings and not just people. And if you have a good and solid understanding of who God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit are, the next part, the plan of salvation or the plan of happiness, will make so much more sense. Because it's not just a plan of action, it's a plan of salvation. And that's why it's not called the plan. Is called the plan of salvation or the plan of happiness because that is where we're going. We want to be saved from this immortal state. We want to be saved from suffering and sin and death. We want to be happy. Happiness comes from knowing that this is not it. This life is not all there is. And I think that that's why I love the the plan of happiness, but I, I feel like it is a plan of salvation too. And it can be called some, some other things, but in our vocabulary, I feel like those are the two that are most complete is salvation and happiness. So join me on the next one where we talk about the plan of salvation like you've never heard it before. <laughs>